you know, in the community, we definitely had, you know, we, we would have time for, you know, meals, we would talk or some recreation together. And then you ever like dunk on another monk and you're like, <laughs> dunk on a monk. <laughs> You've heard of Elf on a Shelf. Now it's time for Dunk on a Monk. That's right. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another fantastic episode of The Beatitudes, a podcast for Christian men seeking to grow in holiness and humor, growing closer to God by growing closer together. We are here today with a fantastic episode. My name is Paul Kolker. I am joined, as always, by Jeff Sheffelwein. Howdy, folks. Wow. Yes, hello. <laughs> and Nick Besner. What's going on? And we've got a phenomenal guest today. He was in town for the YCP conference, and we managed to snag him. We uh, abducted him and brought him into the <laughs> studio here. It's John Cannon, ladies and gentlemen. The YCP conference is the Young Catholic Professionals That's Group. Right. It is in, I don't know, over 30 cities now. And so this conference continues to grow like crazy. I got to see John there a little bit, but um, they had over 700 people at their gala last wow. night. And young people from cities all over the place and other cities that they're launching. So pretty powerful. But I got to tell you, John's got something brewing that's pretty powerful, too. So, John, welcome to the Beatitudes. Thank you all for having me. Great to be here. Yeah, where did course. you Where did you come from? I mean, there's a lot of ways to take that. How did you get here? <laughs> you answer that however you In feel. In the beginning. Moved. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Uh yeah, where did I come from? I live in D.C. Yep. I live in Washington, D.C. Uh, here for the YCP conference for the weekend. Also, uh, this guy on my team, Marcellino, you had his brother, Anthony, on your show. Oh, he yes. works in Dallas, so opportunity to see him, do a little co-working in person, which is always good. Um, yeah. The co-working thing makes a big difference, right? In person's amazing. We're incarnate for a reason. Amen. Amen. Wow. Well said. So I want people to understand this. You know, I was just bragging a little bit about Young Catholic Professionals. I think that group has done a great job of creating authentic community and really a place for people to grow and, and to be formed. And when I talk about that group, I then bring up your group, Scent Ventures. But before we jump into what Scent Ventures is, tell us about the journey of your career, because I don't know that it's the most typical career path. <laughs> is that fair? That's, uh, yeah. Um yeah, I, you know, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to be when I grew up. Mm. I'm uh astronaut and fireman are still on the list. Yeah. So, but I've been blessed to do, I guess blessed to do a lot of different things. Um, so worked in politics for the governor of my own state in Alabama for a little while. Uh, wow. Worked also in investment banking and uh, worked, uh, ended up starting a little consulting company back in the day. Uh, I'd grown up Catholic. It became less and less part of the game as I went along. Chasing career, fun and games. Um, God was just very merciful with me. He kept knocking, and I had a very intense spiritual experience, encounter with him that just changed everything. Overnight went from reading business stuff to just tearing through spiritual books, You know, going back to prayer, going to Mass daily, trying to change things with God's help. Ended up entering religious life. I was with uh, the Carmelites, a more contemplative order in the Catholic Church uh, for— uh, I'll just say some years. It was a while, which was a great, <laughs> which was a great gift. I was very happy. And I loved it there. Um, but as, as I went along, it became clear. I felt like God was inviting me to kind of get out there a little more, be a little more missionary. It's a very contemplative order and um, a little more cloistered. And uh, I ended up 
doing a research project on leaders who had led renewal movements in the church, like Mother Teresa, Ignatius of Loyola, many others, and just seeing that they're holy, but also very entrepreneurial. Mm. And this is the type of person that has led renewal in the church. They're holy and seeking to address needs in an entrepreneurial way. And there's not much in the church right now that is, that builds entrepreneurship into spirituality. And so uh, I discerned out and started a group called Scent, which is what I run now. And we're really a community and network for Catholic founders and, and builders and mission leaders. And it's very hard starting a company or organization, especially if you're trying to build your faith into it, as many of you know. And um, so to have the community, the resources, the great partners to enable you to flourish, the spiritual support, um, I think, is what can contribute to renewal and of the of, of the faith in, in our time. And so we're trying to, trying to help facilitate that work of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, so if anybody's catching this, will you explain what it means to be either cloistered or contemplative or semi-contemplative? <laughs> Not that I know, but uh, yeah, that's a good, a lot of C words going on here. Carmelite, cloistered, contemplative. Um, yeah, so we, you know, in the, in the church, there are different orders and uh, religious institutions, and they, you can kind of lay them on a spectrum. Some are very active, like the Jesuits. They go out there, they're, you know, they're building missions, and they're, um, you know, they're just kind of on the road a lot. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you've got Carmelite nuns, perhaps, that are they're cloistered. They, they don't actually leave the convent or the monastery, um, that's for, except for maybe emergencies. And that's part of their charism is to be united to God and, and uh, in a very, uh, in a hidden way that in which they're conformed to him and they offer their prayer and sacrifice for, for the world. And that can often be the most powerful way of, of, of converting others. St. Therese of Lisieux would be an example of a Carmelite nun. St. Teresa of Avila, um, also a cloistered Carmelite nun. We... Carmelite friars are uh, what's called. I don't know much. I want to get into it, but they they kind of they kind of had a hybrid lifestyle. They were they lived in monasteries, but they also hit the streets, kind of like Saint Francis or Saint Dominic, mm-hmm. who you know they had monastic communities, but they live in to really draw close to the Lord and, and have that community. But they'd also get out there to um, to bring their encounter with God to to others. And so we did have some apostolates and ministries and parishes and, and retreat centers, which I was blessed to serve in and and. You know, perhaps more importantly, learn from. Maybe one of the most elementary questions, but did you talk? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting it all out now. Jeff. I'm just going to take over the podcast and talk the whole time. If uh, I didn't talk for a number of years, I would also probably do this. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, you know, we did, we did. Talk. So it's interesting. They, um, the St. Teresa of Avila, when she reformed the Carmelites in the 1500s, she wanted, for every hour of mental prayer, of contemplative prayer, she wanted an hour of recreation. So an hour of spending time with others in community and, and, and mm. being in relationship because that's where charity is really practiced is how we, how we interact with others in our family, in our community, in our workplace. Like that's where the rubber hits the road. And Yeah, so it's not just isolation just right. so you can stay apart and not have a near occasion of sin, air quotes, right? Like... <laughs> Like with other people, right? Yeah, because you gotta, yeah. And so, um, so we, you know, in the community, we definitely had, you know, we had, we would have time for, you know, meals. We would talk or some recreation together, and then you also, ever like dunk on another monk, and you're like, <laughs> dunk on a monk. <laughs> You've heard of Elf on a Shelf. Now it's time dunk for on dunk on a monk. Big basketball players. Hold on, it's so funny because I really was like thinking earlier today, I, I'm going to get a chance to talk to a former monk, but I never put that together until it came out of my mouth. Yeah, good job. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beauty of improv. Oh, brother. So cool. <laughs> He's yeah. thinking about whether or not he should admit that he dunked on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Seems anti the community. <laughs> Oh, you mean like in basketball? Yeah, I don't know. Did you play basketball? We we did. We in one of the mon- Yeah, we did play basketball sometimes if we had goals and stuff. There was one monastery that had the, had this 
it was like a goal, but it was like eight eight feet and See, maybe ten dunk. inches. And it was, you know, the rim was kind of hanging down. Oh, and no. Like, you know, there was like a string of a net on there. It was just terrible. But we play on it, you know. Where so basketball was invented. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. picture you out there like, the son of man came not to be served, but to serve. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was in volleyball. Oh, okay. Yeah, good, uh, good nice. call. Yeah. Mixing up the sports. We could probably do that all day. There's so many of those. <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to have scales on your eyes. <laughs> no. Nobody knows nope. what that means. Yes, it's Acts of the Apostles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, got, it, got it. I was like, do I yeah. laugh? Well, I don't know. Just I laugh sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're there. You do a research project is what you just said. That yeah. was just... Because you like research or you're assigned research <laughs> projects. <laughs> I can't imagine I mean, like monk, yeah, go yeah. research Dude, something. I, mean, I was I was just getting really into it. I was just you know, I don't know. I was very driven to I was doing I was reading a lot of biographies of saints and learning about renewal movements in the church and I was it's kinda angling I was doing theology studies, so it was for my theology thesis. Mm. Uh, so that kind of channeled it. But it you know, it was just I was just yeah, I was just really curious and driven by it. I mean you know, uh, one thing that happened shortly before this was um, my my father passed away actually very suddenly um, uh, when I was in religious life about six years into it, and it was a great blessing. I was able; he's a very holy man. Went to daily mass and just like walked the walk, and mm. was able to be with him in the um, you know his final days, and which is a great gift. And Good. I went back, and I don't know there was there was and if you've ever gone through a trauma in your life, it can it can just like. Um, stir up a lot within, and I felt it was it was like a very creative period. I, I I don't know for me it was I became interested in a you know in, in church renewal and and how it happened in the past, and I so there was a lot of that. I feel like a lot of that grief and angst was just being channeled in that in that direction. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, for about a year or so. And yeah. is there one or two spiritual books during that time? Because you talked about mass and prayer and spiritual books that led you into the convent. Mm. I'm not the comment into the religious to, life. To religious the life. Was there any that stood out there that you continue to hold close to you? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I you know, the Carmelite spirituality really, you know, when I came across it, I was just like, wow, this is amazing. I mean, just the, and it's, you know, seeking an intimacy with God. It's that we can have an intimate, even union uh, with God in this life and um, to be drawn and united with him. And that primarily happens through, through prayer and the sacraments and, and contemplative prayer, silent prayer with him. Um, and I felt like God was leading me in that, in that direction in a very kind of mysterious way. And so Teresa of Avila, uh, who is a Carmelite mystic, uh, in the 1500s lived in Spain, John of the Cross, you know, contemporary, same time period, uh, just became very drawn to their spirituality. And that kind of led me to the Carmelites also. That's cool. Well, there's a reason that it's St. Therese of Lisieux that starts off the whole section on the in the catechism mm -hmm. on prayer is, uh. I forget the exact quote now that I'm talking about it, but it's for me, prayer is a, a cry of the heart, I think is what she's saying. And so she, the Carmelites talk very yeah. deeply about and, and beautifully about prayer. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uplifting of the heart to, to God. And, and um, yeah, the Carmelites are kind of, you know, kind of the, the, the uh, churches like, you know, Navy seals of prayer, if you will. Mm. Um, and so they have, you know, we were blessed to have about four hours a day for prayer in our, in our schedule. So wow. it's kind of locked in. It's kind of like the military. You're like, get up a certain time and, you know, throughout the day. And, you know, and two of those hours are just quiet, quiet time with the Lord. So a holy hour in the morning and a holy hour in the evening. And it's just like, wow. when you're doing that, like, it's all good, man. <laughs> it's good. You're just like, I'm, I'm fine, you know. And, uh, <laughs> you can get through anything, you know, whatever brothers are in the house bothering you. Like, it's cool. But so. you get pulled out of that, and you decide to launch a 
really international organization as it's become. Tell us what Scent Ventures actually is on two feet. Like what, what is it that people are, are going to find when they look it up or they learn more about it? Yeah. So Scent Ventures, ScentVentures.com. You can go to the, no. yes, please. Uh, ScentVentures.com. <laughs> Check yeah, it out. Join. Absolutely. So yeah. So we, we're a membership community for Catholic founders, builders, mission leaders, and, and also increasingly investors. So if you're starting a, if you're running a company, um, and most of the people that we work with have, you know, they've got, they built something, they're kind of past the idea stage, they're in it, man, and they're, they're growing up and they have teams, but they really care about building faith into their company and the DNA of it and how they serve others. And that can be very hard today because there are a lot of pressures to not do that, to just grow the bottom line, to, you know, if you have investors, to just, um, you know, just keep pushing forward, to ignore your family, et cetera. So we help help people find the community and support for that. So we help them find great mentors, uh, peer coaching groups, similar to Young Presidents Organization, uh, which is a, um, uh, a community, a network of, of CEOs and presidents. We run kind of Catholic peer coaching groups. Uh, and then we have like, you know, member platform where they can find spiritual resources and support. They're really custom for this type of leader. Um, we also run a conference. We had it last week and, and blessed to have you there, Jeff, also for that, for that conference and hope to continue doing that. More in-person events, like I mean, it's a great thing about going to the YCP conference is just, just the power of in-person community. There's just a dynamism and a vitality to it. And so, um, we hope to do more kind of regional events as well. Your conference, your Scent Summit was one of the most alive. This is your second year that second you just year. had it. And how many people showed up in D.C. for this thing? Yeah, we've had 250 founder CEOs and investors come in for it. For you know summit. that I, uh, I like waking up early. I woke up even earlier on the East Coast time zone, which is not my time zone, <laughs> because I just stacked up coffee with this person at 5 a.m. Now this person at 6. Now this person for break. I couldn't believe how many just people that were challenging me, holding me accountable, inspiring me, great, like, how could we partner together conversations? You put together in two years. Last year's was awesome, too, by the way, like the connections from that. Um, So I told this to Nick the other day. I said, Scent and YCP are it. Mm -hmm. You know, like, Mm -hmm. outside of my kid performing in The Wizard of Oz, which is why I had to leave your conference, um, I'm sticking around because it is an incredible, incredible time. Great job. Well, you know, um, we'd like to play a game with you. Okay, here we go. But so this one you get to be the judge of, and I'm going to have I don't Paul, judge. <laughs> well, you're going to have to this time, okay? <laughs> this is you coming coming out of religious life and back into the real world where we're going to judge a little, and then we'll talk about sense <laughs> some more. Um, <laughs> and this one heck of a foray into judging people. Um, Nick, what's the name of this, this competition? <laughs> this is called Blessed Are the Joke Makers, for they shall inherit the points. That's right. John, how many points do you think this is worth? Just off the top of your head, like just what number came to your mind just now? For the whole wait, this for point game? for this game right now. How yeah. many points? Yeah. yeah, for whoever wins. Whoever wins, how many points do they get? Yeah, uh, thirty-seven. Oh that's yeah, that's, yeah. You that's probably the hardest decision you made all day. <laughs> 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 like I've never seen people stress about this. I've never <laughs> seen sweat I'm actually like, form like, on someone's forehead. A billion one <laughs> thirty-seven <laughs> is actually so, pretty appropriate. Yeah, <laughs> right in the middle there. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, billion one, and you you averaged those. Yeah, yeah. landed on a prime number. He right. does not have a spreadsheet. Prime? Wow, that was impressive. Yeah, right. I was a math You're teacher right. for a little while, uh, <laughs> and a nerd. I'm still a nerd. All right, okay. Was, so was your not, math class? Hey, think of a number. <laughs> that's all it was. Every Plus, single day. That's uh, why I'm no longer doing. And it. You're like prime, not prime. <laughs> wow, teacher. Thanks. Man, I'm good at this. The whole thing was just a glorified ego trip for me. You know what? I've seen a lot of teachers do credit to me that you all know this. Like, that's a big teacher move these days. Yeah. No. <laughs> credit I, to me. <laughs> yeah. 
And that was the main thing. I just wanted them to put hashtag Paul Kolker in all of their posts. Didn't Paul go, Kolker. Didn't, didn't it go well? Uh, no. All right. So, so the way this is going to work is we've got a character card and then a question card. And we're drawing uh, from a couple different games here. Kind of mix and match. It should be fun. We've got the Catholic card game that's got the question. So our, as this character, we have to answer this question. And we're going to have a little bit of time. It could be fill in the blank. It could be... Yeah. You know, we'll yeah. see we'll see what it is. But we gotta try to assume the role of this character and answer this question as they would. So here we go. The character is a shameless liar. Oh geez. Wow. Yeah. I'm ready fun. for this one. Uh, let's have one of the commandments. Oh, okay. Uh contemplating blank takes up a lot of my prayer time. Hey John. Hey Jeff. Contemplating which dog to blame takes up a lot of my prayer time for eating my homework. <laughs> which dog? He sounds like a rapper. <laughs> hey, which dog? <laughs> I think that would be a great... Or maybe it's a dog dressed up like a witch, which is just a great Halloween costume. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Love it. As a shameless liar, talking out loud takes up a lot of my prayer time. <laughs> That's really good because that liar has a lot to say. It's pretty good. Well, and it also ties back into our being contemplative. Formerly. Yes. <laughs> As a shameless liar, contemplating how to cheat on my taxes takes up a lot of my prayer time. <laughs> That's incredible. John, what say you? Yeah. Who, I have to do it too? Yeah. Who, okay. or no, no, you have to pick one no. of us. Yeah, you pick one of us. Yes. You're just uh, oh, got choosing. It, got it. Okay, that's, that's, yeah. Who gets those, the prime of those points here, so incredible you're... answers. <laughs> right. Mind-blowing. I mean, on the spot, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I, I appreciate I appreciate yours as being tax season. Right, yeah. Try to be, <laughs> so, try to be topical. So he's the winner. Yeah, yeah he's the winner. 37 uh, points. Hey, 37 on the board. Man, yeah. what a great Thank start you. to the week. I mean, that's it's incredible. no 77 that Nick got, you know, a couple you, weeks you ago. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> well, I got to tell you something. For being our celebrity judge on, on the show today, and I know that you're a big fan of sock religious. You actually showed up with some sock religious socks. We have a very special presentation from you. Whether you know this or not, Sock Religious is actually an official sponsor of the Beatted Dudes. You can That's go to awesome. sockreligious.com slash Dudes, get 10% off and pick up some cool gear like these that are yours. Oh, wow. Do you know I what? love it. So this is the, uh, the Louis and Zelly Martin Amazing. parents to St. Therese. But here's why you got those socks. With what you're doing for Catholic entrepreneurs, did you know that Louis was a watchmaker and Zelly was a lace maker? And so they were saintly entrepreneurs. Of yes. course you know this. You did the research project. <laughs> <laughs> what, who, who am I talking to? The dog did not eat my homework. <laughs> <laughs> Which dog? <laughs> oh, I, I wrote a 400-page paper on Lewis and Zelly. You know, I wrote a 400-page paper on them. Oh, that's the uh, habitual liar in me. Right? Yeah. The dog ate it. The, dog, it. Ate it. the nice. dog ate my computer. <laughs> Again. Welcome back, everybody. Back to the Beatted Dudes, sitting here with John Cannon. And John, one of the things you mentioned in the first segment there uh, that really, I guess, attracted you or uh, brought you into your order or, or what you enjoyed about being there was this intimate union with God. I thought that was a really uh, beautiful uh, phrase. And I think that's easy for people to picture in a monastery, right? Uh, and then you left that to 
start a business, be an entrepreneur. So how do you see that intimate union with God in your day-to-day now outside of the monastery and in the real world? Yeah. In business? Hold on, Nick, when you put on those glasses, you may ask really good questions. Oh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> Something I, need, I need to get glasses. <laughs> I don't want them. I did it to look smarter, but I think it actually <laughs> made me smarter. <laughs> That's Sorry awesome. to interrupt, John. Go for, for, the, it. for all the podcast listeners that can see my glasses. <laughs> Go to YouTube slash. No. Yeah, that's a wow, yeah. Diving right into it. Um, yeah, so that's that's a good question. With respect to the union with God, I, you know, I think so. We mentioned earlier that that's part of the charism of the Carmelites is that we are called to an intimacy and a union with God, and I think that's part of our deep. That's maybe our deepest need as humans is is to be loved and to offer love and. And that, that is, you know, intimacy is kind of a, at the depths of, of love, authentic intimacy. And so, but we can have that with God. And, um, you know, the, the saints, Carmelite saints talk about a union with God is not necessarily, is typically not something that we kind of, quote unquote, achieve in this life. You know, it, it is reserved for heaven or some of the, some of the saints, you know, maybe, maybe approaching that in this life. Um, so but ultimately, you know, the saints, the saints teach that that is, that's primarily in uh, our will being conformed to God. So less, uh, you know, it's in, in our decisions and how we love others and how we relate to others and ourselves and to God. And so following God's will in, in our day-to-day. And that often happens in the little things, you know. And, and we can think of like, oh, big, I'm going to start this big project or this big thing for God. But he often, he often is less interested in that and he's more interested in, you know, when, you know, it's probably the stuff y'all do in, at home. You know, when you get up in the morning and you're grouchy and like, you want to just like ignore your, your child, but you, you smile and you bend down and you give them a hug or, mm. you know, and you know, in your work, when you're getting frustrated on the, the zoom calls running over and you could just say, you know, be frustrated with the person. And instead you can, you know, I, I noticed just in the interaction at the beginning here, you know, um, there were some, some errors and gaps and things. And, and one of the participants, one of the people here, you know, patted the other on the back and just gave a smile and like that, that general gesture of, 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 uh, you know, <laughs> of, of fraternal, of fraternal love. And, uh, you know, so it's in the little things. And, and so for me, that's, that was part of the training in the monastery. It's not, you know, I, I kind of began the, the spiritual journey and like more in the feeling, you know, can I feel God's presence? Can I feel a closeness to him and, and the emotive aspects of it? And, you know, I guess the journey is, has hopefully matured into be more of like, regardless of whether or not I feel him, this is what I know he wants me to do in the moment and trying to act in according, act in accordance with that, whether I'm in a monastery, whether I'm on a, in a spreadsheet, in a spreadsheet, (laughs) on a podcast, um, et cetera. You know, not that I, uh, do that. (laughs) Not that I'm a hundred percent, not that I'm batting a hundred percent, a thousand on those things, but that's, you know, that's part of the goal of union with God is more in uh, our, our daily actions. But, and I'll, I'll round it up because I'm, 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 I'm hogging the mic a little bit. This is great. These are, no, really, no, these are delicious is... mics. Uh, that's why. Uh, you came from D.C. We came from down the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I can talk more. Yeah. yeah. Um, Keep going. Yeah. Um, but it also requires that we're nourished and able to be, so that we can offer that. You know, we're nourished in prayer. We're nourished in, you know, as, if, you're, if you're a Catholic through the sacramental life, through, uh, you know, going to mass and confession so that we have the spiritual strength to go out. And, and, and behave in a way and, and, and live in a way that's in accordance with God. And that's very, very strong. You, you've you been connecting people. I think one of the terms you used before in, in one of these summits was holy collisions. You've been bringing people together that are either at that place that you're describing or they're seeking it or they don't even know they can have it and then they learn about scent so they give it a try. What have you seen as the fruits 
of scent, whether it's your ongoing cohorts, it's the summit, it's the online stuff that you produce. What are some of the fruits that are coming from the work that, that scent has been putting out there? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, um, I mean, at the, the summit, it's the summit was, you know, each of that, each, each, we've done two conferences and both of them. I'm like, I don't know if people are going to come to this and <laughs> I don't know if it's going to work because it's just, it's a lot, you know, doing a conference and, uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's just a lot. And so, but at the end of the last one, just last weekend, I mean, so many people, come, you know, one person I was talking to at the end and she was, she was in tears and she was like, I feel like God brought me here. You know, there's so many people that are just really inspiring and amazing. And I don't feel like I belong, but God's brought me and this is, she was like, this has been a turning point in my life and in my journey. And wow. a lot of like, and then I just get email after email from people. Thank you for doing this. I've needed this. I've been hungry for this community for a year, for 10 years and or whatever it is. And so to find the, the community of other people, you know, people saying I've, I felt like no one gets me. I go to events and, you know, th these people that want to build things and make things happen, but they're also care deeply about their faith. And they're kind of getting those getting that support in two different camps they get the kind of spiritual stuff over here and then their business stuff over here but those worlds don't talk to each other and that's mm. part of the cool work that y'all are doing in undivided life too right is how do we integrate these things holistically and so we're trying to help help facilitate the community for those for those types of people and and, and also a place where they can be vulnerable and open where they can not just bring their business challenges and their spreadsheets but also you know i bet we've had people like my family's falling apart marriage is falling apart yeah. and they have a place that they can people that get them and understand them and can speak into that and like i've been on coaching sessions where someone's like my family's falling apart and then someone else is like i was in that exact same place 10 years ago and this is how it unfolded and this is what i did and i made the decision to stick with it and i encourage you to and you call me anytime and you say fruits like the the repair or the forgiveness or the self-forgiveness the healing having that happen in somebody's home is way more important than if they figure out a way to scale their business. Yeah. So it's beautiful. It, and, and it's interesting that, you know, we run these cohorts of these for, for CEOs and founders and, you know, they have to invest money in it and they often join, they start because they're like, okay, there's probably ROI for my business here, yeah. because, <laughs> but they stick around because of the community and the personal growth that they begin to see through it. Um, and so that's, that's, um, that's been beautiful to see too. Well, and the entrepreneurial journey can be a very lonely one period because you're, just grinding it out, trying to figure out how to make these connections or, or it's the right lonely at the top and you just want somebody to vent to or talk yeah. to or, Hey, I'm going through this and Hey, me too. Cool. Well, and not everybody is, is an entrepreneur either. I mean, a lot of us, you know, like to just have the, the steady paycheck or the job or whatever it is uh, about the title or, you know, the, the position. And that's, that's all well and good. Nothing wrong with that. But then how does somebody find somebody that can relate to them on the entrepreneurial side? Oh, well, that's strong. And I will tell you, you talked about, you know, hugging your kids when you're grumpy. Nick comes in our office and he'll hug me when I'm grumpy in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a, a term appeared to me earlier when you were talking, John. You were talking about um, really the spiritual component that is inherent in this whole inherent. In the, it is. <laughs> correct. I guess that's the right word. Correct. Yeah. It's like a whole running joke if you watch this show. But anyways, <laughs> I got the word right, finally. <laughs> so it's uh, this whole idea of like the spiritual component. Well, I think about all these companies that get into financial engineering and legal engineering. I think you've cracked the nut on spiritual engineering, and that's what we need, spiritual engineering, mm -hmm. so that we're finding a way to put our spiritual lives, whether it's interiorly as we go through the building of our business and fund, you know, raising equity and, and launching products, or it's in community where we find Christ. It's really neat that you have, I'm going to just give mm -hmm. you a new tagline, spiritual engineering for your business. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I, never, I never thought about that. Yeah, you, yeah. You could, I guess you take that good or bad because there's been some financial engineering that hasn't worked take, out either. Yeah, yeah. you can kind of take everything good or bad if you really <laughs> give, give us enough time. 
Well, good. We want to ask you a question from our card deck. So we have uh, the Beata Dudes questions, and the Beata Dudes is TBD. So the question is always to be determined by what we pull out. So this is the TBD TBD deck. <laughs> TBD. Can my, can my answer be TBD? <laughs> yes. We'll see how it goes. Right. Okay. That's so, the free space. Yeah. <laughs> Move forward free space. Yeah. So um, our, our TBD question for today is simply this. What is your, as an entrepreneur, or it, and all of us have our own entrepreneurial pieces. We've all been launching different things, whether they're creative, business, uh, associations, and groups coming together. But what is your business kryptonite? So you can kind of take that any which way you want. But like when you struggle, or what is the thing that always makes you kind of cringe or shut down or not feel, maybe the imposter syndrome pops out because of it. So anybody want to go first on business kryptonite? Yeah, Nick? I'm happy to. Okay. Um, for me, and I think, I think there's a lot of type A, you know, achiever type personalities like myself who have these ideas and they want to do these things, but then they have the, well, is that what others expect of me? Or is that, um, is that the right path? Or let me do a little bit more analysis, right? Mm. I, I think given my background in spreadsheets, uh, <laughs> <laughs> generally, you're gonna, you, you can, you can overanalyze and, and hope that you can find one more piece of data or this or that. And I think for anybody out there that may hear this, like find somebody who's the starter and you can be their scaler. Right. And I think with Jeff and I, that's just such a good blend of starter and scaler. And that's something I've learned so much um, just in the few months of our, our new business where you can sell something first and then build it. And I think that that's a really interesting thing. If you're not that entrepreneur, like by background or by archetype or by personality type. Yeah. I think that's fascinating. Um, and so, I would love to jump off of that yeah. <clears throat> because I have this same, th this kryptonite that I have was solved uh, by both of my co-hosts on the Beatitudes. And my kryptonite is loneliness. Um, as someone who's done a lot of public speaking or a lot of times just being a road warrior for businesses that I've either launched or worked with, you end up in hotels by yourself. Maybe you've even just finished this incredible talk or you had this incredible moment and then you're back on an airplane by yourself flying home and it almost doesn't exist because you didn't share it. That, that, that you know, I'm not going to come home and my wife's exhausted from juggling kids and I'm like, check out this part and this part. And you, you lack this camaraderie. Well, I have a Catholic radio show and I was rounding out the end of my live show year four and I actually started telling people I was going to, kind of pull the plug on it. And I got a lot of good feedback from people not to, even my Protestant friends were like, we need, we need people talking about the faith. Right. Um, so then I came along and interviewed Paul. We don't even make it 20 minutes into that show. And I'm like, we have to be co-hosts. <laughs> like I'll do anything. I remember this. I said, I'll rebrand the show. I'll do anything. <laughs> Just please. And I actually, uh, imprinted on, I don't know if that's, no. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> no, I literally was like, you're not leaving until I get, <laughs> get it signed. <laughs> but what happened then is I love doing that radio show yeah. and mm -hmm. it's a joyful because we can look back and laugh about certain things and connect. And John's been on that show with us many, a uh, year and a half ago, probably. And then Nick, I was afraid to leave my old company because I didn't know what I was going to be doing, like floating around, having these experiences, working alongside you on in undivided life solves that kryptonite. So long, long answer to say, Loneliness is my kryptonite, but it goes back to my temperament. Very cool. Yeah. No, but I mean, and we're all wired for connection and communion. I mean, that's that's what we were hearing about in the, the first part of the show. So it makes perfect sense. I've been contemplating that ever since he said it. <laughs> <laughs> you shameless liar. <laughs> okay. No, uh, yeah. So my business kryptonite would probably be um, 
distraction. And that can be shiny things or it can be old things like kind of holding on to maybe disappointments, things that looked like they were going a certain direction. And then, you know, it was a rug pull, right? Like suddenly all of a sudden the, the conditions change. And, and honestly, that's a lot of the, the acting world in general because there's just so many moving parts and, and pieces to that. So you might book a job and then the job doesn't happen or it happens once and it was supposed to be recurring and then suddenly mm. the conditions change. And so there can be a lot of a, a feeling of bait and switch. So I want to, I want to found, um, you started scent ventures. I want to start recent. And so that's really, it's pronounced resent. Resent. <laughs> resent ventures. So yeah. You jerk. Yeah, teaching people how to brood, how to brood on. Yeah. Come together and really it's a wallow. a strong emotion. Wallow in yeah. misery. Yeah. No, it's no, but that's where I get stuck sometimes instead of saying, okay, well, you know, all things work for good for those who love God. So how, how was this something God wanted to teach me about or where am I supposed to be more detached from these things? I mean, and, and or where is the silver lining? Maybe it's pointing me towards something else because I met somebody on that particular gig or, or that almost gig and, you know, and then it becomes something down the road. So like you just nailed something for me, which is we have things that go really bad or, or a guaranteed gig that fell through, like all these things. Yeah. And having Nick next to me, I'll be like, oh, my goodness, I blew it. And our our return comment is. Well, that's good practice. And so that's you it. almost need, just call me. Okay. <laughs> we'll do. Hey, Paul, good practice. Get back out there. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. No, that's, I, I need that sometimes because, man, it just, it, it can be really disappointing. You think it's going to be something big and then, nope. Yeah. Just good, evaporates. Good practice. Good practice. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. No, but seriously, that would help. I'm, I'm laughing through the pain right now. Call me. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to start singing. <laughs> Never know what to expect with you, man. John Cannon, <laughs> business script tonight. TBD. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> nice. We gave you time to contemplate. I know. <laughs> hey, he still contemplating. Four still hours a day. John, yeah, yeah, yeah. this whole crew is going to know where I'm going with this. But when it yep. comes to this question, I would say stop, contemplate, and listen. <laughs> Ice is back. Ice is nice. back. Yeah, we got this. Yeah. Every time. Right. Every time. Yeah. Um, no, I can. I can roll with it. So. Yeah, I would say, yeah, there's probably several, probably a lot of things. Uh, one, um, I think I think the fear of being taken advantage of. Uh, I've I've worked in some jobs that, um, you know, I felt I felt kind of taken advantage of in in different situations, um, you know, and and you know, in other relationships also. And so I think that wound still kind of I see it playing out. And it didn't, you know, in religious life, I didn't really have to. I don't think I had to deal with that as much because you just, you take a vow of obedience and so you're just like, yeah, I'm just doing all this stuff. I'm cleaning the kitchen, man. And you know, you, you know, in, but in business it's, you know, you, you, you need to earn money to keep your organization going and to pay people. And, you know, so there's, you know, there's a little more give and take with it. And so I see that coming out more in the past few years for me. And so, um, you know, it's something that, but it can, it can hinder your growth. It can hinder your ability to trust and, and collaborate and partner. And so, um, that's something I, I noticed myself. And I, I think for all of us too, it's, you know, we, we often act out of different wounds and, and that can play, we think that that can just be isolated to our personal life, <laughs> but it can, it can affect how we flourish in, in a business and corporate setting too. Amen. I just, when you were saying that it, it hit me that somebody called me the other day, you go back to this whole part of like people struggling in marriage or whatever it is. And the comment was, I'm crushing it in business and my home life is falling apart. And then my question is, are you actually crushing it in business? Like mm. do you, your definition of crushing it is completely off from where it should be pointed. 
So business or not, it's all the same life that you're living. So that couldn't be possible. All right, well, listen, so we're going to wrap up this first episode with you here. There's a bonus episode, a little bit shorter, that comes out a few days from now, but it's going to be also featuring John Cannon. We can find you at scentventures.com. I know there's social. It's not hard to find Scent Ventures on all the different social. Parting comments from a contemplative monk who leaves the world you're in to come and make all of our entrepreneur lives better. What is a parting thought for you? Now that's on the spot, TVD. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can put some time on the clock. Shot clock. Reset the shot clock on that one, please. It'd be great. Uh, <clears throat> Gonna dunk on the monk. <laughs> <laughs> and I love, I love that's that. so catchy. You know, I, I mean, that's one of the things that, that I've tried to take with me since since religious life is we had four hours a day for prayer. I can't. I can't do that now, you know, working a real job and, <laughs> you know, other trying to other, other things, but that time for prayer every day is just powerful. You know, if you t- just having even 20, 30 minutes in the morning, you know, if you're Catholic, go to mass or just every day for prayer at the beginning is, I think that's good. Talk about ROI. I think that's probably the h- highest ROI thing you can do in your entire life to just transform your qual- quality of life, your relationships and your leadership be- in business. Because, you're going to be, you're going to have more clarity on what you need to be doing, who you need to be working with and how you should accomplish it, even in the work setting. So taking daily time for prayers would be, yeah. Starting every day in prayer is the definition of spiritual engineering in business. So thank you for that, John. We're so grateful that you're here until we see y'all next time. We will see you in the Eucharist. God bless. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to join us at our undersized table, subscribe to the video version of the show on YouTube by typing at, that's the symbol at, so shift and two on your keyboard, at the underscore Beatitudes on YouTube. We'll see you there. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.